This is Hannah Rose and welcome to the Inspire Within podcast. Hi everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of Inspire Within. My name is Hannah Rose and I am your show host. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Cameron Armstrong. Cameron is the founder of Kitty and Vibe, a swimsuit company focused on body type inclusivity and community interaction. Kitty and Vibe is reinventing swimsuit shopping one booty at a time through their first to market sizing metric, which considers both your hip and inseam size for your best fit yet. I'm so excited to learn more about the journey of this brand. Thank you for being here today, Cameron. How are you? Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk. Yeah, of course. I appreciate your time. So I really just would love to get into learning more about you and who you are. So if you want to tell me a little bit more about your upbringing and your background, that would be great. Sure. Um, So I was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, and um, lived in the same house my whole life. I went to school um, at UNC Chapel Hill and then shortly after school, moved to New York City, where I spent five years. um, And I started my career at L'Oreal, where I worked for two years in marketing before um, beginning my venture with Kitty and Vive. And I have just recently relocated to Austin, Texas. um, And I moved here this spring. So I'm excited for this new fresh start. Yeah. Congrats on your move. That's so exciting. Thank you. Yeah. So when you were working at L'Oreal, did you start Kitty and Vibe like at the same time slowly through that? Or did you quit your job to pursue a new business? Sure. So I um, did both for quite a while. I came up with the concept for Kitty and Vibe in the summer of 2017. So this was kind of right off the heels of the 2016 election. There were so many uh, women that were coming to the forefront of business, building really cool things. There was lots of specifically consumer product brands that um, were just reinventing ordinary products that people um already had. So for example, you think Casper with mattresses, Away suitcases, Glossier with beauty products. Like these were things that already existed, but brands were figuring out a way to reinvent them. So I was working at L'Oreal and, um, which is a fantastic, huge global company. And I was seeing kind of these niche, tiny brands really explode and started thinking about what problems that I saw in my everyday products. Um, or products that I've consistently had over the years. And I kind of landed on swimwear that summer because I was on a trip with my family and I wanted a new swimsuit. And so beforehand, I tried ordering one online, came in top way too big, bottom way too small. Then I tried to go to a boutique to, to get a new swimsuit. And the experience was so terrible, as I'm sure you've had before. Every woman has when you're standing in that fitting room, lights beating down on you. Yeah. It's like, come on, let me see you. And you just feel so exposed. Um, and I just couldn't believe it. I was like, this is a item of clothing that almost everybody owns, yet it's such a pain to shop for. I can't find something that fits me well. And um, it's just very self-deprecating and anxiety-inducing. So that was summer of 2017. And I spent about a year developing the brand before uh, it launched. And then I worked 
at both L'Oreal and Kitty while it was um, a live product you could buy for about five months before jumping ship and diving in full time. Yeah, yeah, that's so inspiring and so amazing. And I, I feel like a lot of people think too, that you need to like invent like the next big thing that's not out there yet. But you took something that's always been out there and just translate it in a way that, you know, is super different in terms of the sizing and just right. how it's, you know, how it how it makes the person wearing it feel. So if you could talk a little bit more about what makes Kitty and Vibe different and just, you know, more about the brand itself, that would be great too. Absolutely. So I would say the first thing that really struck me within swimwear was the emotional aspect of it, because I myself um, felt very just exposed and vulnerable and stressful when I was trying to shop for this product. And I became really interested in that feeling because I felt like there were no other products that really brought out that visceral reaction in myself. Like, you know, a pair of jeans doesn't quite do it. T-shirt doesn't do it. Dress doesn't really do it. But a swimsuit is just everything that it holds, right? It's the most, it's the least amount of clothing you wear in public. So obviously it's a very powerful vessel for either it being very empowering or really uh, stressful. So I started um, a survey that I sent out to as many women as I could possibly find to take the survey. So it was a little over 500 responses, I think. And one of the first questions was, how do you feel about shopping for swimwear? And the options were, um, I love it. I like it. I neither love or hate, just indifferent about it, dislike it and hate it. And 98% said hate. So I just think it's very rare for someone to say, I hate something like that takes a lot of energy out of you to put the word hate behind a feeling. So I thought this was just so fascinating that yet everybody still does it and everybody still wears one, but they hate it. So I thought, okay, there has to be a solution here to address what's going on, be empathetic with the consumer around, hey, we know this is a hard process. This is how we're going to make it better. So I would say the first differentiator within Kitty is just acknowledging that swimsuit shopping is difficult and then coming up with ways to make her feel, um, you know, more supported and seen and heard. So the kind of premier things that we started doing, which back in 2018, when we launched was quite rare for one thing being inclusive. So not just being a straight size brand or a plus size brand, but having the full size range um, and being able to showcase on the website models of different sizes. So oftentimes, even if a brand is inclusive, they still show their swimsuit on a size double zero uh, model. And so we made sure that for every product, we had at least three different body types of different sizes. Uh, so you could see what it would look like on someone that's close to your body shape. Um, and then all of our photos were hundred percent untouched. And we actually cast real fans of our brand in every one of our campaigns. So that's something, if you're ready for your swimsuit <laughs> debut, you can go to our website at the bottom. There's a link called model for us. And whenever we do a photo shoot, we filter for the city and then reach out to those that are interested. And oh, fun. personal experience, actually, we think it's way more in- endearing and just relatable when it's someone who's, you know, having their first modeling experience. Cause that's super empowering. Um, So that was a big differentiator for us. And then I also just felt like because this is such an intimate product that the consumer should really have a say in what we were putting out there. So 
This also came from the fact that I had no experience personally in fashion or design. So when crafting the first swimwear line for Kitty and Vibe, I really wanted to have crowdsourced feedback. So along with that survey that I sent around, how do you feel about shopping for swimwear? Also gathered feedback on the first products that we put out there of what type of colors, what type of prints, what type of cuts do you want to see? And that's still in the DNA of the brand today. So everything we launch, um, we do first through crowdsource feedback via Instagram polling, um, email surveying. And it's really remarkable. We get on average about 5,000 participants per launch. Oh, wow. What people want. And then from a business standpoint, it's so beautiful because then we have really, really valuable um, forecasting data that we can use to place our inventory uh, purchases, which almost nine times out of 10, when we put up a new launch, the first 60 days of sales identically match what people put in the polls. So they actually tell us what they want, and then they are true to their word and buy what they said originally. They're yeah, yeah. That's so amazing. That story is so inspiring. So thank you for sharing that. And I totally agree that like, well, first of all, you could just like hear all the passion that you have for your company, just how you talk about it is so amazing. So I really appreciate you sharing that. And then I mean, I know just my own personal experience, like my bottom size is completely different than my top size. And like, I don't want to be ashamed to like tell people that or like walk into a store and be like, do you have a small top, but a medium bottom or like whatever it is. So having a platform where you can go, you don't even have to talk to anybody. You could order it online and have a quiz that you fill out. I saw too, be able to kind of understand your own body type, your butt size. It's all important things that you wouldn't like necessarily think, you know, going into shopping for a bathing suit is something that like you need to do, but it for sure is. And will definitely help with the comfort level around buying something too. So I think that's great. Thank you for bringing up because of I didn't even get to the the kitty size, which is our biggest differentiator. Aside from all the emotional aspects, um, I needed something that really set us apart tangibly from any other swimsuit on the market. And when I was holding focus groups for developing this brand, I started measuring everybody because I was like, okay, I'm developing a fashion line. I should understand how to how to measure bodies and such. Yeah. <laughs> and I discovered that the inseam size, so her belly button through her re- legs to the top of her tailbone was the biggest differentiator. So I'd have two friends with identical hip sizes, but then one inseam would be three inches longer. For example, they'd order the same hip size because the majority of the garments are based on the size of your hips. And then because of the inseam differentiator, one bathing suit bottom would sag because it'd be too much fabric underneath. And then another person wouldn't have enough fabric, which essentially catered to different butt sizes. So that's why the brand is called Kitty because I couldn't call it crotch or so I called it Kitty. <laughs> so that is uh, where the name comes from, actually. Yeah, and I love that. We're still the first to market, the only brand out there that's selling swimsuits this way. And uh, it really makes a difference. So you can find a more catered fit to your body. Yeah, that's so amazing. I was going to ask, too, like, where did the name Kitty and Vibe come from necessarily? But I think I I think I got I it now. I so. got it. Well, and then the and vibe speaks to our prints. So you'll notice we have very bold standout prints that are decided upon by our community. And within those prints, ultimately, we want your swimsuit to feel more like a friend than an enemy. So we try to personify those prints. We give it a name. When it comes to your doorstep, it, it, it comes with a matching playlist that matches the vibe of your suit cool. with instructions for how to get into a positive mental state before um, you try on the swimsuit via 
upbeat music. Um, and then we just kind of create a whole persona behind the vibe. So Kitty and mm-hmm. vibe. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. And you sound like really passionate too, just about like the mental health space and also like the body inclusivity space, obviously too. Was there anything like specific or moments in your life that got you specifically interested in like wanting to give back in that realm as well? Yeah, absolutely. So um, one piece of my story that uh, is such a big part of who I am is I have a special needs brother. So um, he has something called Angelman syndrome and he is severely mentally handicapped, but um, he's my older brother. So I haven't lived a day here without him. And it's very normal to my life to have someone with a disability in my home. Um, But honestly, he's just set the example and given me that that empathy muscle, that patience muscle my whole life. So I really feel like having um, a disabled brother honestly contributed to this whole mission of kind is my vibe. So that's our slogan. And within that, it's really just kind of a word mark to remind you to be kind to yourself, to kind to your body, kind to others, no matter the differences, no matter the disability differences, no matter the body shape differences, whatever, whatever's going on, like everybody's dealing with something and it's whether or not that you can, you know, meet in the middle and kind of align on that kindness factor and just give people empathy, I think is um, just such a good way to live your life. So that I think is where my drive for kindness comes from is, is Richard, my brother. Um, and then the mental health space, I went through a really hard time mentally when I graduated college and moved to New York city. I had a season of six months to a year where I battled depression and anxiety and started going to therapy the first, for the first time, tried an SSRI for the first time. And I really found that in those very dark, hard months, I, it just opened my eyes to just what people could be dealing with. And you'd be dealing with this and I'd walk down the street or see coworkers um, and realize like they have no idea what's going on, what, what I am struggling with right now. And it just goes to show that you really don't know everybody, everybody has something on their plate. And I think just being able to normalize and speak to the fact um, that you're struggling when you're struggling or normalizing going to therapy or normalizing taking an antidepressant. It just takes the weight and the stigma off of it. So I think that also contributes to the kindness factor because also within um, swimsuits, obviously, like I've been saying, so much of it is mental, right? It's just your attitude towards it and how you're feeling maybe about your body image that day or just like your mental health as a whole has an effect on whether or not you're going to feel confident wearing this. So I think just being patient and empathetic and kind to your mind as well as your body is, is a huge part of what we're trying to give to the world. Yeah, I love that. You're such a superwoman. And I'm sure your your brother is so blessed to have you in his life too. So that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that story. And also just in regards like mental health, it's definitely I mean, I know I've experienced it too, just like emerging out of college, you just don't know what you're doing at that point. It's like a hard time emerging into adulthood. So I think like, you know, I think everybody should go to therapy, honestly. And I think that it's important to talk about, especially on like, if you have a platform, being able to talk on it too, because, you know, a lot of people are experiencing the similar thing or the same exact thing, and they just don't talk about it or feel like they don't have a voice too. So thank you so much for sharing that. And it's great to know that like your company encompasses that as well. And you're doing something that you're so passionate about. So that's really great. 
course. Thank you. Yeah. So also just wanting to talk a little bit about like early days too, from like a branding perspective and everything, I would love to hear more about how you just got, I know you said you had a survey and like over 500 people answered on it. How did you get people to start buying your product and just get brand recognition from early days? Totally. Um, so I developed Kitty over the course of a year and I announced to the public or my network that I was launching this brand six months prior to launch. And that looked like a, it it was like a one and a half minute video that my brother-in-law filmed for me of me just explaining, okay, something. I remember the hook at the beginning was, was I love swimsuit shopping said literally (laughs) no one ever. And then kind of went into my whole spiel of why I was going to make swimwear better. Um, but I took those six months prior to launch to really just talk about it, to get people engaged in the design process, putting up the polling. And that really looked like just sending, um, a message out to pretty much my whole network via email, my personal socials, and just begging anybody in my network to then tell their closest friends. So I think when I launched, we had about a thousand Instagram followers and emails signed up. So had a little bit of something, which I highly recommend to any entrepreneur to just have a starting point because when you press go on your website and then you don't, if you don't have anybody to share it with, or you're starting that day, that's, that's really overwhelming. So if I felt confident going into it, just even having that small base. And then the first summer honestly was very dependent on word of mouth, just getting, you know, those first couple hundred suits out there and people wearing them in the wild and then people asking their friends, where'd you get that swimsuit? So I think the first summer was word of mouth. And I was so proud to say that our first three years of business, we doubled every year. So we were steadily growing and we still are. Obviously, the the doubling margin gets a lot more difficult once you start (laughs) those higher numbers. Um, Yeah. But we, yeah, really depended on word of mouth at the beginning. And then, um, I mean, our biggest uh, uh, kind of awareness pushes to date uh, was in the beginning of last year. I had a 15-second video on TikTok go viral of myself explaining the sizing metrics. So simple. Literally just said, never had bikini bottoms you're obsessed with. Me neither. FYI, it's not you. It's the bikini's fault. I can fix this for you we created bikinis based on your butt size through an inseam sizing metric. Went crazy. It got almost 4 million views. It wow. sold on our website. It was so nuts. And honestly, we're still riding that wave today of all of the customers the, that we acquired um, just from that one video. I mean, that that one weekend, it sent a quarter of a million people to our website. Wow. It's That's just incredible. The for free. Yeah. <laughs> the power of TikTok and social well, media. Oh, I, I'm a TikTok supporter. Gotta say. Definitely. Um, yeah. So that, that was huge and we're still riding that high. And I think we have around a 30% repeat customer rate. So people that try us really tend to get pretty hooked on the sizing metric because they can't find bottoms that fit them that perfectly. And then, um, just keeping them engaged through our crowdsource surveys, um, for product development all along is really how we are growing this and just putting community first over everything else. So you'll see when you shop Kitty and Vibe online, especially because they're not professional models, they're people just like you. And then also on our Instagram, it's quite unfiltered and unpolished. So I think 
that's part of our charm. It's not your like aspirational, sexy, like very, very curated feed. It's like pretty uh, organic feeling, which I think is really the magic of Kitty because it just feels like a friend all the way around. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing too, is that like, I still feel like there's people my age or around my age group that are editing pictures of themselves in a bikini or anything like that. And like, if that's how they feel comfortable putting themselves out online, then like, so be it. But it's, it's honestly kind of sad that you feel like you have to like go to an app or pay for an app to like adjust your body to a certain standard and then post it out. And if you had a bathing suit that you felt more comfortable in, then maybe you would feel comfortable posting like that. So, and I'm not trying to judge anything like that. I just feel like it's a really hard space to be in. And just as a woman, like, you know, finding what you feel comfortable in and showing your body off in is really important too. Well, I just pulled this up because we get messages like this truly every single day. And this is one that I got this morning, just a random DM. Um, our kitty account and just said I just needed to come and personally thank you for the diversity and untouched photos you use so amazing like so so incredible that that person just reached out and said like hey this made me feel safe you know yeah and it's because so many models are editing their body or portray unrealistic standards that it's hard for you know the everyday girl to match up to that without feeling like they you know can look like that and be accepted so I Yeah, I so admire everything you're doing with your brand. So thank you for putting out that platform because it speaks such volumes to how a lot of women feel and how, you know, they want to be portrayed when they're shopping too. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, just wanted to talk about too, like the shape of your team, like were you a one woman show starting off and what does that look like now? Yes, um, we are still a very lean team. It's hilarious. <laughs> People ask, they're like, so do you have like, is a team of like 20 now? No, no, absolutely <laughs> So um, for the for the beginning, the first two years, day in, day out, I was the only full-time employee. Um, we have, I am extremely close to our manufacturer who also does our design and development. It's kind of a one-stop shop. So she's kind of like my right-hand woman in terms of, um, you know, making this product come to life. And for me, we we were such a match made in heaven because um, I was a business and, and marketing background. Like that was my forte. I had no idea anything on how to make a product. So when I was looking for a factory, I found this manufacturing company that did both the design piece that you could, you could hire them for that as well as the production. And most of their clients were kind of designers or fashion designers that already had their patterns made. They needed the product to be actually uh, come to life, but they had the design piece down, which I think oftentimes could cause some friction because they were just so nitpicky about their designs because they actually sketched it and drew it and made the patterns. Whereas for me, it was like, yo, you stay in your lane. I'll stay in mine. Like I trust you. And all so many of the design decisions from my perspective were just like a consumer would do. So I'd get fabrics and I'd close my eyes and be like, this one's softer. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't, I, I didn't have time nor the desire to like nitpick apart um, every single decision, which I think allowed us to produce it quite quickly. Um, and with always kind of like a consumer um, mindset. And so they have been uh, obviously vital to the success of Kitty and Vibe. And then um, I really, I think consultants are extremely powerful. I would recommend to anybody that's starting out. Um, some of the advice that I was given is one, 
hire slow and fire fast when you're building a company because um, this is like, especially early days, it's like a marriage. Oftentimes there's equity involved and you need to be very, very thoughtful on who you're bringing on. So anybody that we've looked at hiring, I've always done a um, contract basis first to see if it's a good fit. And I also just have loved working with consultants because when you're at this size, you don't necessarily need someone dedicated full time, but you need to identify where maybe you don't have the strongest uh, skills and figure out how to outsource for those um, particular tasks. So we worked with different social media consultants, inventory planners, um, kind of interim CFOs for the first couple of years um, and still do for niche jobs. And then I have Sarah, my dear full-time employee, who's now working day out, day in, day out with me um, in addition to our manufacturer. So full-time, there's really just three of us. And then we have our handful of consultants and agencies that we work with. So it's pretty lean, but yeah, we make yeah. it work. That's amazing though. And I'm, you're providing opportunity, which is really nice too. And I'm sure over time that the team will also grow as you guys grow as well. So that's awesome. And then another question I had in regards to, you know, I ask a lot of people this question. I asked Laura Huffless this question when she was on my show as well. In terms of like starting off something on your own versus working in corporate for a while, I know you worked a little bit in corporate and then started your own thing. So you can kind of speak to both. What's your advice if somebody's, it's not an easy journey to start off on your own. So what's your advice to, you know, young professionals, if they're looking to start a business or something, if should they be in corporate for a while or what's your thought around that? I don't think they necessarily need to be in corporate, um, but I will say it. the experience that I gained was completely vital just from understanding how a business runs and understanding cross-functional teams and how, um, you know, a product goes to market from <clears throat> the very development stages all the way to being in a retailer. I, I really had such vital experience at L'Oreal, which I have to um, thank to that absolutely helped me bring Kitty where it is today. But I would say um, doesn't necessarily have to be in corporate, but being able to experience work elsewhere, I think is always a learning, right? Like there's only so much that you learn in school. A lot of it is your is your real life experience um, in your career. So I will say within starting a business, I think it is extremely important before you dive in full time to really understand who your customer is and make sure you have that product market fit. So for me, that looked like doing those surveys, get finding such a tangible problem out there and having such a tangible solution to that problem and really getting um, people involved from the beginning and understanding that there was a need for this product. So I think you need to just make sure before you dive in full force that there is that good product market fit and you do have a target customer that is excited about buying your product before it launches. Yeah, definitely. So I guess, you know, what you're saying is work experience or in any capacity really is super important to be, be able to have that learning. And then once you feel like you have you know, an idea of who the demographic is that you're targeting and what you can really provide and what the need is and how you can fill that hole to, you know, then, you know, consider your options at that point as well. 
Yeah. And it's definitely a balance in terms of how much feedback you want to take. Like, for example, I remember it was I had so much stress around naming Kitty and Vibe and I um, ultimately came up with the name and I got a lot of feedback from people who didn't like it. And now it's it's such it, it's perfect. Like people absolutely love the name now. So to some extent, you also need to be able to, you know, hold out the noise and trust your gut and trust your intuition around what you're building because nobody knows your business better than you. Um, but I would say just from knowing your customer, make sure that they, uh, that you have their best interest at heart. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's always about, you know, staying true to your own mission and what you want to do too. And I think Kitty Vibe is an incredible name. So I'm glad you chose that one too. It's very captivating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, of course. So we'd love to hear about some, you know, newer products going on. I know you have a play yep. dress launched and you have a fall collection coming out soon. So if you want to talk about a little of that too, that would be great. I'd love to. So um, this is another piece of advice. I think you need to be very specific, specific from the get-go around you know, what you're solving. So for us, it was bikini bottoms. Like we are going to give you a bikini bottom you've never experienced before. We really gained that customer trust with the bikini bottom, which then helped us um, get their, um, their trust and their excitement around other products that we launched. But we really championed bikini bottoms first. And then we started dabbling into one pieces and sleepwear. And this year we launched the play dress, which is a hybrid swim and exercise dress, um, which came from the need of our customers. So maybe some people wanted a bit more of a modest swimsuit option. And then other people just loved our prints and wanted it in different iterations of products. Um, so when I looked at the exercise dress industry, which has just uh, exploded over the last couple of years, I saw some holes in the market there because nobody really was doing it well from an inclusivity standpoint. There wasn't a champion that sold, you know, a full size range well. And then there was nothing that you could do um, in and outside of the water. Like there are swim dresses, but oftentimes they're marketed as being like very matronly and people wanting to cover up. Um, but then the the premier like exercise and um, active wear dresses, you couldn't swim in. So we thought, okay, why don't we be the first to really create a dress that you can swim in and you can do anything else you want to in? Yeah. So that's why we called it the play dress. Um, do whatever you want in it, however you define play. And we launched that this May and it quickly became our best-selling product this summer. So that is our number one style right now. And we Amazing. are launching three new colors this fall. Um, so I'm super excited. You should be on the lookout for it. End of September, we'll have drop two of the play dress. Awesome. That's so exciting. I'll definitely be on the lookout for that. And I think it's nice because you can do so much in it too. You could go in the ocean or go for yeah. a hike, anything you want to do and definitely is super cute as well. So thank, thank you for sharing that. And would love for you to just leave us off with just what you see yourself doing going forward professionally and what goals you have for Kitty and Vibe moving forward as well too within the next, you know, three to five years or so. Absolutely. So I think within Kitty and Vibe, you know, 
swimwear will always be our bread and butter in the sense that that's what we're known for. That's what um, people recognize us for. But I really see Kitty kind of emerging into a lifestyle brand where we have options for you year round aside from just swim. And then at the end of the day, we are a community driven brand first. You know, we're fueled by your decisions, what you want us to launch in our product. So I think the world is kind of getting moving a little bit away from you know, the extremes of like what we were talking about, this very aspirational look of what a brand tells you is beautiful. And instead, it's just empowering your actual customer. And within that, we really just want to focus on getting to know our customer more over the next five years, doing a lot more in-person events and just having our community be the backbone always of our business, um, which I think is very important as we go into this era where, you know, like user generated content is so popular, people can relate to it more. I think there's going to be an interesting pendulum swing, perhaps with influencers. I've seen a lot of pushback recently of consumers being like, brands, why are you paying, you know, $500,000 to throw this party for influencers and your actual customers who pay for your product don't even get to go. Things like that. I think we're moving away from that and really just championing community and championing the customer. So that is is what we're really focused on over the next couple of years. Awesome. Well, I'm excited for it. And I'll definitely keep a lookout and stay on the lookout for your journey. So thank you so much. Um, well, yeah, I think that's all for today. But thank you for your time, Cameron. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to buying a Kitty and Vibe bathing suit and staying connected with you. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Thank you.